welcome to my first episode of You Do What? A podcast about traditions and rituals, where I interview my weird comedian friends about their traditions and rituals. My first guest is the co-host of my show at the Karma Lounge on the last Tuesday of every month called Sets Tape, Chris Crittenden. Very funny guy. He also happens to be my boyfriend. We both do comedy. It's really cute. It's really gross. So enjoy. Uh, Today, Chris and I are going to be talking about traditions and rituals with cooking. Chris has been cooking for pretty much your entire life. What age did you start cooking? Uh, I think probably around eight years old. Okay. And who who got you to start cooking? What got you? I wanted eggs for breakfast during the week. And my parents only made eggs for breakfast on the weekend. So I had to learn how to make eggs. And so I started with uh, like fried eggs and then I made scrambled eggs and just started cooking from there. Nice. I think eggs are probably a good starting part for a lot of young cooks just because there's so much you can do with them. Um, That's one of the first things that I learned to cook, but I never really progressed too much past there until probably the past three years. I wonder what happened in those past three years. I don't know. Maybe you had some kind of like sexy culinary advisor. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that could happen. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure, but maybe that. No. <laughs> uh, so, what are what are some of your favorite things to cook? Um, I like to cook breakfast, um, and I like to cook. Uh, things that my my mom made. I, I she's still alive, but <laughs> she just doesn't cook for me as much. So I, I like to. I don't know what I, how I feel about eating is. It's like it's a way to like go to a a place in time almost. Mm-hmm. Like if you can have a, a recipe again, it's like being back in that place. So I like to make like uh, my mom had a really good spaghetti and meat sauce recipe and. So you've kind of kept up with the traditions of making her things. Yeah. Any other cooks in your family that you really admired? Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, my grandpa growing up was a, a big influence on me wanting to cook. Like one of the things I figured out how to cook in the morning after eggs was uh, like really, really crunchy breakfast potatoes. And that was something my grandpa made. And so... Mm-hmm. I always like doing that in the cast iron pan. That was, that's one of my favorite things to cook. And so that's really cool that you had like that male influence for cooking. I think that a lot of people, they, and you know, it's typically associated with like things that women do. Um, did, did that kind of like strike a nerve with you? Like, Oh, this man in my life that I admire is cooking. I feel like motivated to, to cook or did you not really think, much like that. I don't know if I really saw it as like a like a gender role model or anything like that, but I have always kind of I don't know. I I I just like making people feel good. And whether that's mm-hmm. like a conversation or cooking some food, it's like if you can provide like a good feeling to people, that that's cool. So do you get sad when people don't compliment your food? Oh, yeah, all the time. 
I, I also get sad when people do compliment my food. So it's like you don't really. There's, <laughs> Explain there's no that. Way. Why would well, you? Well, it's sad? just like because you're like, ah, you're you're just saying that because you think that I'll feel bad if you don't say that. But that's how you act if you are, uh, you know, you don't have the best. What is it? Self confidence. What do they call that? What is this thing you speak of? <laughs> <laughs> so. So, okay, so, but then you would get, uh, obviously, more sad if someone was like, your food fucking sucks, man. Yeah, but that doesn't ever happen. Never? Not once? I don't think I've ever got a, your food fucking sucks, man. <laughs> but, like, are there any, is there anyone that, like, constantly criticizes your food? No. No? Not really. I mean, my, like... My dad doesn't like food, but I don't take it personally if he doesn't like a certain ingredient or whatever I use. Yeah. He's just very picky. He's very picky. I can definitely vouch for that. Yeah, but I don't I don't take that personally. When if someone's like picky, that's one thing, but if they're like that was not a hamburger. <laughs> it's like that would maybe hurt my feelings, but I don't know. So, are there any I guess, like, rituals that either your mom or your grandpa had specifically with the way that they cooked that you've also picked up? Hmm. Uh, I, I guess with my, with both of them, they, they kind of, um, they had certain things that they liked in their kitchen. Mm -hmm. Like, they had, like, a, a knife that they liked to chop everything with, or they had... Uh, a, a certain pan or a certain like uh, like a Dutch oven or a crock pot or something like that that they knew exactly how to get what they needed out of and so like I've kind of have I kind of like done that same like r- like ritualistic gathering of tools to, <laughs> to like prepare the things I want to make what is like your your arsenal of of weapons for cooking? Huh. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, I I really like a uh, I have a Wustoff, uh like restaurant grip uh, Santoku knife that I use as a chef's knife. That's really good at like chopping pretty much everything. And uh, I just got a uh, carbon steel pan that I'm loving so far and a carbon steel wok that I'm still uh, learning but I, I'm always looking for more stuff but the uh, this carbon steel pan is is quite uh, quite awesome we just made steaks on it this week and they turned out really good yeah and um, for those of you that don't know Chris and I live together and were dating in a serious relationship so the other day um, Chris was he was putting all these oils and stuff on this new pan and putting it in the oven for several hours. <laughs> it made the house smell really weird, but he was seasoning it. And I never, that's like a very specific, what, like Asian thing or like specifically Chinese? Um, I mean, seasoning the wok is definitely like an Asian thing. Seasoning pans in general is, I think, a, a kitchen thing. You racist. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> no just, uh, but no, seasoning a wok is definitely, like, a, an Asian thing, especially, like, that's what the white guy that told me uh, that said. He's a, <laughs> this a, I love this guy named Michael, who's a weird white guy that cooked really, really good Chinese food in a wok, and he said the way that you season a wok is by 
blackening green onions in it and and the the char from that and the mixed with the oil is like what makes it nonstick or something so I did that in our house because uh, I have no regard for my roommates. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a fun day. I had a huge headache all day. <laughs> Good <laughs> but times. The steaks did taste great, so I, I believe in it. And Michael's told you a lot of great things. Yeah, that guy's a weirdo. Yeah, but I like him. Shout out to nice guy Mike. So he's been another influence on your cooking a little bit, right? Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, because he he would. Um, this is, I think, my mom didn't really have this habit. No offense, mom. You you entertained for parties and stuff, but he would just buy enough ingredients to cook food for the people that were over there and then just cook them food. Like, not really, like, ask for money or anything like that. Just kind of like, hey, you like to eat, right? So here's some food. Yeah. And so I like to do that. Yeah. It's like a... I definitely took that from him for sure. Yeah, you certainly do that. You're really good about sharing with like roommates and and friends of roommates that are over and friends that are over. Yeah, I mean it's just like I don't know. I I certainly don't need to eat everything I cook, and so <laughs> it's nice to be able to like have other people enjoy it too, and not just be making it to to like consume myself. So walk me through your your cooking process, like from start to finish. What are like what are your rituals with it? What are like your must haves and your must dos? Um, hmm. Must haves. You gotta have like things have to get hot. Like you don't necessarily always have to cook it hot, but like you have to have the option to make it really hot. <laughs> so I like like a good burner. That's that's something that you definitely need. Um, a sharp knife is like necessary. Like I was saying, I have that one knife, uh, that I really, really like, uh, good cast iron pan or a carbon steel pan is also awesome to have. But, um, uh, I think the, the rituals for me are kind of more like techniques, I guess, with the cooking. Like I've told you a million times, cut it like an onion. Like I, I think like, like and I always forget how it goes. I have to ask right, you every right. time. But like I, th- I, I figured out watching, like I think it was some Anthony Bourdain cooking show, that you could dice an onion really, really quickly by like cutting it uh, two different ways before you chop it, and so I just started doing that with all sorts of things, and so now I kind of like make it a challenge to cut everything that I can like an onion. I can cut garlic like an onion. I can cut tomatoes like an onion. I can cut potatoes like an onion. I don't know. I guess that's ritualistic. Like, And when you say that, you mean you cry every time, right? Yeah, yeah, I cry and uh, it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. That's <laughs> mainly... <laughs> makes your fingers makes stink. My, makes my breath bad. <laughs> my fingers stink, yeah. That's that's kind of what I... That's that's what I go for, mainly. Do you usually like to have like either like music or like a podcast or a movie in the background? I think music, I, mu- music's always better for me in terms of like just trying to flow through something. Mm-hmm. Podcasts, I get too distracted. I'm like, oh, people are talking. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> but if it's music, I can kind of get into a rhythm and just like lose myself in what I'm doing. What are some of your favorite <clears throat> artists or songs to cook to? Oh, um, I mean, Eminem's always good when you're making mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting so long for that. 
Um, <laughs> no, but uh, I I like uh, like instrumental stuff mm-hmm. or like like I, I love the instrumentals of like Mayor Hawthorne that he puts out on Spotify. Those are great. Or uh, I've been listening to a lot of Chance the Rapper and Kanye this past year. Uh, like to listen to that while I'm cooking or. Um, uh, Tom Vec, Wolfpack's also great to listen to while you're cooking. So a lot of like these kind of big dramatic artists and songs. Yeah, just something where it's like it doesn't give me much time to think. Yeah. It puts like enough stuff in my head that I can just do the one thing that I'm doing and not worry about what I'm going to have to do after I'm done cooking and cleaning up. And, uh, and earlier you had mentioned how... Uh, there's meals that'll take you back to like certain feelings and times. Mm-hmm. What are, if you don't mind sharing some of those like memories and meals? Oh, I mean, like having uh, my mom's spaghetti recipe kind of reminds me of like birthdays as a kid because that was something that I would have for my birthday. So it's just like, oh, hey, this is like a treat, you know? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> when you have that, it just kind of takes you to that place of like, oh, this is a it's it's indulgent, but uh, it's I don't know. It's definitely nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, grilled cheese is another one. Grilled cheese just tastes like like childhood, like a summer weekend. Yeah, like just like ah, uh, or like a rainy day. Yeah, you I was know, with say soup, rainy day. You know, like depending on what it is, but like. I don't know. Certain meals just uh, just take you to to those places. Like the first time I had pho was with my mom. So like if I have pho, like I'm like, oh yeah, I had that with my mom. You know, uh, mac and cheese is another one that just takes you back to like childhood, basically. Any but, mac and cheese or like craft? I feel like any non not non fancy mac and cheese like Kraft or like that mac and cheese we made last week. Shout out to the Food Lab three ingredient mac and cheese that was so good. <laughs> but uh, just like a basic mac and cheese is like super comfort food for me. Mm-hmm. Mashed potatoes are like like holidays before you were stressed about the holidays. <laughs> uh, I don't know like. They're the the things that I make for Thanksgiving, like my mom's stuffing and um, the, uh, what is it? What do they call it? Green bean casserole. Mm-hmm. Green bean casserole is always just like, ah, I'm going to get uncomfortably full, but I'm going to enjoy every minute of it. It's just certain things that just like, I don't know. Put me into like I think like the thing is like what I what I'm realizing is food in general whether I'm cooking it or eating it is kind of like just an escape from my problems. So it's like when when you're eating those things, you're not thinking about the rest of the stuff, and that's like I because I'm not even real. I'm realizing it's like I don't even necessarily remember the people that were there or anything, but I just remember the feeling of being like, wow, this is an option. Yeah. Like I I don't just have to put. Like, food that tastes like nothing in my face. I could put this in my face, you know? Just, like, the like the the, the fact that we have choices and options. That's what, like, those the food is for me, basically. Yeah. 
and does is cooking also a way for you to like kind of relax and meditate as well yeah because i think like with a lot of what i do with like comedy and and uh working on websites and fixing computers and stuff there's like it doesn't really get wrapped up. You're always still working on things. There's always like another round of edits or there's always like another way to improve the joke or another thing breaks. But, uh, with cooking, you can go from like start to finish and clean up and just complete an entire thing. And then you get to enjoy it too. It's like instant gratification. So I think I, I appreciate that about it. Yeah. And, when you, because I, um, I know this about you. You love to, uh, when you try something good that's new for the first time, you always like to try to recreate it. I think that's like a cool tradition that. Oh you yeah, don't that's realize true. You have, yeah, you know? no, I didn't really think about that as a tradition. But yeah, when I eat something really, really good, it's like, it's inspiring. You're just like, oh man, I, can I do that? <laughs> like, is that a thing I can? Can I make that feeling like that? How how blown away I was when I when I bit into that sandwich or when I tried that dumpling or whatever it was. Like, mm-hmm. is it possible for me to do that? Like, and the, the answer a lot of the times is yes. It takes like uh, more money and ingredients than you probably can justify sometimes, but <laughs> it's like you can make really really good food at home. Yeah, the cool thing about that when you do that, I love it because it. It doesn't always taste exactly the same as the thing, but it has, like, the same, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for. It has, like, your own personal spin on it, which I think is really fucking cool. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's like, I just try to, like, I just try to think about where they're coming from. Because it's not just, like, the, I don't know, really good food is, like, greater than the sum of its parts. So it's, like, what's the feeling that the thing gave you? And just try to recreate that, I guess. Yeah, and try to highlight different parts of that meal with each time that you make it. Um, One thing that Chris has made for me several times that was inspired by something that we tried was um, the Fairfax sandwich from Egg Slut in downtown. I think you've made that like at least five different times, and every time it's been slightly different because you focused on a different part of what makes that sandwich good. Oh, yeah. It's like uh, that's one of my favorite ones to cook. Alvin... uh Alvin, I think Kylan is how you say his name, maybe. He has a few restaurants in L.A., and they're all awesome. And, oh, man, that uh, one of my favorite things about uh, or things that ever happened on Instagram was I made one of those uh, Fairfax sandwiches and posted it, and uh, he liked it the from his personal account. So he had, to, he had to go into his phone and be like, hey, that's a good-looking Fairfax. <laughs> that was great. Um, so, um, Chris has actually taught me a bunch about cooking. Like I hated cooking before, uh, we got together and I, now I'll even cook stuff on my own and like seek out recipes, something like I would never, ever do before. Um, have you always, uh, like before me, were you always teaching people how to cook? Like there there been other people you've been, cause you're a great teacher. You just love to teach people how to do stuff. Yeah. I like to teach people how to do stuff. I've definitely taught other people how to cook. Um, like I think. Chris Siverton, my old roommate, kind of started cooking when, or started cooking more when he was living with me, and Ian definitely started cooking more when he was living with me. I think Greg even started cooking a bit more. I don't, Greg 
kind of finds its own way. But uh, yeah, no, I've, I've taught some people how to cook. Um, it's just, I, I don't know why you wouldn't want to have the option. Like, I don't always want to cook, but like, I would feel so helpless if I had no ability to prepare foods that I want to eat. <laughs> like, like, oh, uh, I guess you'll, you don't get to taste hamburger again like it's what like i can't just go make one like that's insane oh that was gonna be me i'd be like okay well i'm either gonna go buy one that's okay or spend too much money on one that's delicious yeah i don't know i i just like having the option i think i think it's empowering to be able to be like hey i i want to have this thing and then go make it yeah it is empowering but i'm more lazy than empowered (laughs) (laughs) yeah No, I'm definitely getting better about it. Just, like, seeing how you approach cooking where it's, like, it's not this, like, mechanical thing, like, must get it done, must get the nourishment, where you, like, you really enjoy what you're doing. That, that I think, has been one of the most inspiring things with me with cooking. It's like, oh, this doesn't have to be a drag. I don't have to do everything perfectly. I can just, you know, put on a podcast, put on some music, and then just go to town on this recipe and just kind of do it on my own time. Yeah, I think, I don't know. All those uh, suggestions are always, like, best case scenario if you know what you're doing how long it could take so it's just like eh, why why really beat myself up let's just try to make something that tastes good and if it tastes really good usually people are fine with the weight yeah and then what when you're not when a recipe is like not going your way you're not getting the results that you want how do you deal with that um hmm i think the main thing is not to just panic, I guess, like, which is what I used to do. But now I've started just thinking about it critically. Like, let's say, for example, um, I'm making a spaghetti and meat sauce and I like lose track of time and the meat sauce burns a little bit on the bottom and starts to get bitter. Like that wouldn't be good. And, like, when I first started, I'd probably get frustrated and just throw out the whole thing. But now I know, oh, so it's bitter. Well, what's the opposite of bitter? Sweet. So you add some sugar. Yeah, you get most, you strain out the the black parts or whatever, and you, you eat pasta anyway, and it's still, it'll be fine. Like, you just kind of figure out, like, think about the way that the food interacts with your mouth and think about what's wrong with it and then just try to fix it. Or like if I burn toast, I like to use the side of a microplane grater to scrape off the burn parts or cause it's like, why would I want to just make more? I already made some, let's just fix it. So I, I guess it's just like experience and having messed it up before makes you think about it differently the next time and just try something different rather than messing it up the exact same way. Mm -hmm. Just kind of getting that, uh, doing the problem solving and not. Yeah.